What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Elevated Sports Podcast. I am Eric Sagala, joined here again with Bruno Armas. How you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. We're here to right back again for another episode. appreciate you being here, as always. So, yeah, this is basically episode number two with us together. Yes, sir. All right, so we got a couple of things to uh, go over. First of all, you know, do you think Justin Simmons is the number one safety in the NBA? We'll talk about some avalanche moves, some NBA moves, talk a lot about that. Um, we'll also talk about whether or not somebody does, thinks their number should be retired, even though somebody better is probably wearing it. A um, couple of MLB news, and then, yeah, we'll just wrap it up. I want to know what your ideal 30 for 30 is going to be. So uh, first things first, we'll talk about the NFL. So we'll stick with the NFL side of things. Um, ESPN is doing this thing where they're releasing top 10 positions every other day. Uh, recently, they came out one with safeties. And a couple of interesting names on here. One in particular uh, actually gives you know quite the acknowledgement to the Denver Broncos. Justin Simmons, ranked number one. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I feel it's great. I think um, it's good recognition. And For once? For once, yeah, because yeah. remember we had Chris Harris not allowing a touchdown in like two years straight well, in the of, red zone. One and, of the best slot slot corners. And never been put anywhere on a list. Yeah, man. On anyone's, no one's name's ever just spitting him out, you know? Like, it just sucks. Like it's, but it's good to see Justin Simmons on that list. Absolutely. I mean, it's like the first time we've had somebody like ranked number one at the position since maybe like Champ Bailey. Um, towards the end of his career like one thing that we did say was like you know he can never get burnt and Bailey was one of those guys and then until that freaking Ravens playoff game and yeah. everybody was getting burnt that was just it's hard to say especially with like defensive backs you're on top until you aren't dude it's yeah. so true man <laughs> like one day like, like you're just stopping everyone and the next day you're a meme it's just tough aka Darrell Rivas it's a hard yeah it's a a hard life to live because it's just like it's kind of like the same with the running backs like you just got like you got a shelf life especially like for your top peak performances right like one day you're just stopping everyone like Jalen Ramsey's next like oh yeah like I'm not preying on anyone's downfall in particular but one day you're just shutting people down talking all kinds of shit and the next day you're just like Ramsey, resort. Yeah, Ramsey is still one of the best, but there has been times the last couple of years where I feel like he's like, oh, man, you're getting burnt. What are you doing, dude? Yeah. Oh, man, what was that? Where were you on that one? Like, a couple times with Ramsey, he's like, I'm starting to see it with him, but, like, I would hate to see that because, like, I don't feel like he's had quite the longevity. Of, like, nobody's going to have a career like Champ. I think Champ is probably one of the best corners of all time. And his numbers just absolutely proved dude. He was a shutdown corner. Nobody wanted to throw for him for five fucking years. That's why his numbers were so low at one point in his career, because nobody threw that area of the field because from champs on him. No, no way, man. We're not gonna make that play. But congratulations to Justin Simmons though, rank number oh, yeah, one. Definitely. And of all places, ESPN, man. Like it was NFL network, you know. Yeah. It's a little different. It was What's like, the other one that always does like good rankings, uh, 
Pro Football Focus. Yeah, but uh, no one... Pro Football Focus is like so Bronco oriented, dude. It's sick. Like I, I don't even follow him. Just like I feel like I'm, I'm listening to stuff from like a lifelong Denver Bronco fan, dude, all the time, man. Yeah. Greatest running back, fucking Javante yeah, Williams. Pull, like the most abstract like dude, statistics. Like, it's did you so know? True. It's like when he gets hit within five yards, he always runs for ten. No one's ever right. done that. And you're like, I didn't know that was Matt. Like, right? Like sure. I didn't know you guys measure that stuff. Like, like air yards. Do. What the fuck is air yards? Like any pass that Drew Locks goes over five yards, right. they're like consider it a bomb because the receiver <laughs> will take it. Uh, oh, and we'll also talk about somebody who I thought was gonna be a draft bust who's actually looking like he's playing with other people's busts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some of these people that are on this list, man. So here's one that I don't like: Jamal Adams. Right, oh, number 10. Yes. Dude, Everyone overrated hates. as fuck. <laughs> Everyone hates Blitz Boy. First of all, he's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not even the best safety on the Seahawks, man. I think Quandre Diggs is a 10 times better than safety than, like... I mean, Jamal Adams, dude. What, three interceptions the last four years or something like that? Yeah, well, everyone claims, you know, he's, he's more of, like, you know, like the box safety and... But there was, and there's always going to be, and I saw it myself, but there was that interception, I think, playing against the Steelers, and it hits him right in the face. Oh, yeah! It hits him right in the face, like, gets thrown straight to him, and just hits him in the head. It's just so crazy. Yeah. I think it's hard, like, I'm sure maybe, I guess they're counting it, because, you know, maybe it's not all about pass defense, and, but, God, it's hard to say, like... Everyone's been saying that, just screaming it, like, and that he's overrated. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like he's overrated, just in the passing-wise. Like, if you increase your turnover ratio, dude, like, I mean, that, like, I mean, if he had more forced fumbles, then I'd be like, yeah, he's just one of those hard-hitting safeties if he had more interceptions. But, like, that turnover thing's a big deal, and that's what you want out of your defensive players. But for him to be ranked number 10 over somebody like Micah Hyde or Quandre Diggs, Is both he those guys... Is just the number 10 position? He's at number 10. Okay. And then next would be Antoine Winfield Jr., Tampa Bay. Nice. Marcus Williams at number eight from Baltimore. Um, veteran safety, he's starting to decline in you know his productivity, but he's still one of the best. And I think Harrison Smith deserves to be on this list, but I maybe rank him a little higher just because of what he has done over his career. He's ranked at number seven. So Smith from Minnesota. Um, number six is Jesse Bates in Cincinnati. Had a bit of a come out year last year. Definitely like what he's doing. Buda Baker from Arizona. Love what he's doing in Arizona, man. That secondary is getting better. Um, and then Derwin James from the Chargers. Oh, yeah. Number four. Uh, then we have Kevin Byard, Tennessee, number three. And then Minka Fitzpatrick at number two. Then obviously the best of all time. Yeah. Justin Simmons. No, I'm just kidding. I like yeah, that Justin top Simmons, five. Man. I like that top five. I like the top five. Um, Derwin James. Maybe he's not. I, I feel like Buda Baker's a little better than Derwin James. Um, but... James overall, man, I feel like anybody on the Chargers, everybody's going to overhype. Like, next thing you know, they're going to be talking about Mike Williams and all oh, that God. stuff. And Well, imagine now that uh, <laughs> he's got, like, who does he have? Khalil Mack and the Bosa brother up right. front. Just God, dude. forcing people into bad decisions. I forgot about that move, dude, and it's like... So it's scary. I'm not worried about it right now, but, like, yeah. once the season starts, I'm be like, 
Dude, that looks like Khalil. That is. Khalil Mack. Back in the AFC West. I was so happy when he left uh, Oakland. I was so happy when the Raiders just started making some bonehead moves. Yeah. And I was just, like, waiting for them to, like, ship away Derek Carr or something like that. But (laughs) it hasn't happened yet because they got rid of their GM. Um, And the new GM is actually a woman, uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan. She's the new Las Vegas Raiders GM. So what do you think about women uh, being in those type of positions in sports? It's exciting. Yeah, Um, man. You know, I'd like to believe we're progressive here. Fuck yeah. But of course, if I go to the comments of all these Instagram posts about it, it, it's pretty bad. Dude. I don't know why the NFL fandoms like this, but everyone's like... We don't care about this shit. We just care if you do your job. Right. Like, just what what a terrible statement to say. Like, just, right. I really feel like it's good because, you know, uh, not only can other people see that, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Proves that anyone can do it, especially for the Raiders. It's like this is some... And the Raiders is a big franchise. Right. But, like, I'm trying to think of some lesser team. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the GM of that team, like, well, if they do bad, like, no one really cares but i mean like in the executive position i definitely could see them thriving like i wouldn't be surprised if she starts making moves that are like as impressive as like what tim conley was doing with the nuggets yeah. or something like that like i feel like she can definitely she has the opportunity to like this is a perfect chance to like put your team in perfect position it's kind of a rebuild era um you now have josh mcdaniels as your head coach after uh trying to go with a <laughs> 10-year contract with uh Good old John Gruden, John man. Gruden. Oh, and he just went out in a blazing fucking... Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, so I guess considering the bar's pretty low, but there's a lot of great opportunities to do good yeah, for I'm the ex- Raiders. Yeah, I'm excited for that move. So congratulations to her. Yes. That's awesome. Um, kind of forgot where I was going with that. Um, so prior to that, we were talking about basically top 10 safeties. And oh, right, the safeties. We were, we were just talking about the... Um, LA Chargers. Oh, yeah, fucking Chargers. Yeah. And then Khalil Mack and the whole team. But yeah, I feel like Derwin James being ranked over Buda Baker is a little a little yeah. too much. I like Buda. I guess going back to the list, I think the safeties is really hard to quantify. There's just so much that people don't see on paper, so much that you put on paper. Right. It's really hard for safeties to be, be quantified like it is for quarterbacks because you could exclusively look for wins, pass yards, touchdowns. Absolutely. And Justin Simmons overall since 2016, since he's been in the league, he's been a presence for the Denver Broncos. And, you know, everybody in the locker room definitely sees that. Everybody here in Denver definitely sees that. But it's great to see him get that type of recognition overall on a like, much larger uh, much larger scale. Everybody's starting to acknowledge the Broncos for once because they finally got a quarterback yeah. that they can believe in. So Now everyone wants to talk about Jerry Judy and <laughs> like his route running. And right. Even more so than they already did. <laughs> like, so, yeah, man. Like, so, you watch out now. <laughs> it's a new era in Denver with football. Especially uh, hockey, you know, we're still kicking ass. Yeah. You know, we're still champions. What, what? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so Justin Simmons, man, congratulations. Uh, they did release one just recently. Um, I don't know if it was today. Yeah, I believe it was today. So the wide receivers. I'll go through this list real quick and show you who they have on here. So number 10, DK Metcalf. Oh. No. <laughs> I feel like he's out of the top 10 now that they have Drew Locke as quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Debo Samuel. Is he really a wide receiver? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well. <laughs> He's a I'm, good I'm, enough I'm wide receiver to be number nine. I'm picking on everybody now. So Debo Samuel, number nine for the San Francisco Niners. Well, not yeah. so well, much anymore. We'll Probably formally. not. Yeah, formerly Niner. Um, number eight, Mike Evans. Great choice. Um, I love Mike Evans with Tampa Bay. Seven, DeAndre Hopkins, Arizona Cardinals. I thought he would be a little higher. Stephon Diggs with the Buffalo Bills, number six. 
Okay, Tyreek Hill with the Miami Dolphins, which nice. sounds weird. Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings, definitely see that. Jamar Chase with the Bengals at number three. Number two is Cooper Cup. Oh, interesting. Wow. So number one must be uh, Devontae Adams. Holy shit. From the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you oh think of that list, man? Do you think they fucked it up? I don't know. I think it's... Uh Feel like you could just I obviously I'm sure they have their own reasoning, but for like swap the one and two, at least for respect of of yards and Right. For the respect of like the triple crown winner, you know? Yeah, that's kinda disrespectful. Yards, receptions, so. touchdowns. I definitely feel the f- top five is a little eh. Yeah. Um I don't know if I'd rank Tyreek Hill. Maybe if he was still with the Chiefs that high, but number five with the Dolphins? Mm. It feels like it's all based off last year. Yeah. And then I'm sure everyone's own list like is based off legacy. But I mean, if it was because everyone's like, "Where's Odell?" Right. Oh God. Like, what's another one that oh. hasn't been doing that great? But like, I don't know. What's Des Bryant doing nowadays? Nothing. <laughs> I think he's on the Ravens, <laughs> probably yelling at people. Oh God, dude. Oh, uh, we got. Well, no, I guess they did cover everyone who's, who thinks they're top right now. So yeah. Um, oh no, AJ Brown. I'm sure someone wants AJ oh, Brown. Right. If somebody list. probably wants AJ Brown, who did lead the NFL in receiving yards and two like years AJ ago. Brown. And I like AJ Brown. Yeah. But, like, I guess that will at least put him over DK. Right, definitely. Fuck? Definitely. Let me see who they have uh, listed as the honorable mentions because. Oh, yeah. See, I'll tell you about some honorable mentions that I feel. Keenan Allen. Ah. Okay. AJ, he's at the end of his career. AJ Brown. Terry McLaurin. I could definitely see him in the I top. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, because he's with the fucking commanders. Nobody's. God. <laughs> the commanders. Commanders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris Godwin with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see him up there. Michael Thomas. I haven't heard that no. name in I, I like, I like years. Seeing, if you put Odell on that honorable mention list. No, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Thomas. Mike Williams are the other two, but no OBJ. Is OBJ that washed up? No way, bro. He would got to be. Like, I he think was, it's just like I said. Because of his like, injury. He hardly even played last year. Right. And then. Uh, but he was an impact in yeah. those playoff games. But when he came, he came. Right. Which was cool. Uh, Jamar Chase, his second year, and he's already in the top three. It's impressive. Nice work. Um, but I still like Justin Jefferson over him. I see. If we're putting Jamar Chase on there, you might as well put... And if they're on the same list, I feel like they should be switched. Right. And then I don't... No way I can put Devontae Adams over the Triple Crown winner, Cooper Cup. Yeah. So... In all respect, Devontae Adams, too, because he's a great receiver. But he had Aaron Rodgers. Right, he had Aaron Rodgers. Well, he has Matthew Stafford, too, so they're both legendary. But, I mean, there goes hand-in-hand of, like, type of things, you know. He had everything. Like, it's not like uh, Devontae Adams had a tougher, you know, I just don't see why. Here's a sidetrack question for you. Okay, so let's say the Rams go to another Super Bowl this year and they win it again. Does that make Matthew Stafford better than Aaron Rodgers? Two Super Bowls compared to that one that happened way back in 2010. Were you even alive, bro? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was feels so it's long ago, dude. Like, I just graduated high school, and then Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. And then since then, he's been to the playoffs many, 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 many times and have lost in some of the most iconic ways possible. I just don't. Like, I don't know, and I don't want to sound like a hater, and, you know, it's going to say their own thing, but... God, like just watching some of those losses, and like some of them were not. And then obviously he's gonna. There was the whole statement where he's like, "We gotta get one of these at home," and one of these being 
a NFC Conference Championship game. Which they got. And they finally got it right. And I'm watching them play the fucking Buccaneers. <laughs> and Tom Brady throw three straight interceptions and drives. Right. And oh then God, I'm like, about okay. That. And then, yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, he's going to make you forget about it. And then he, I can hear him like, you know, he's mic'd up. Get the ball back. Talking to his defense. Get me the ball back, right? Gets him the ball back. And I know that Tampa Bay defense was just on absolute Unreal tear that year. And that's why they won the championship. But still, like, Devin White. you're supposed to be that bad man that you are being Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> Shit, three interceptions should have got you at least a field goal. So, yeah, man, that was such It's a- really hard to say. And now we got Matthew Stafford finally out of whatever place that was in Detroit. Must have been hard for him, dude. For real, man. Most people like end their careers after nine years of playing, like nine years of straight losing, and be like, I'm fucking done. Think about ancient that years too, because I'm trying to think. Like, it was, seems like Matthew Stafford's been in this league forever, dude. Yeah. And he's been on the lines, and you know, 2009 is when he was drafted. It's so. crazy. He just rotted there, and then <laughs> his first year out, he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> so you gotta wonder, like, you know. Absolutely. That's exciting, man. That's really cool. Like, it's kind of an interesting thing. So, like, a new quarterback who has went to a new team has won the Super Bowl the last couple of years. So, Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, won it with them. Then Matthew Stafford went to the – to the oh, almost headlines. Went to the Rams and won it with them. Russell Wilson went to the Broncos this year, man. Oh, no. Yeah. No, okay, I'm just kidding. I, like I don't think we're that good. <laughs> yeah. But that'd be cool. Like, I, I feel like defense is a big question mark. Middle linebacker, there's not really much of an answer there. And then – the rest of the corners, man. It's the corners that scare you. Yeah, Sertan, and then who else, man? Like, do we still have Darcy and all them? And uh, I think I forgot who they just released because we had. What was uh, his name? I see. I'm already forgetting what their names are. I know. You can't even <laughs> name their own corners because they're just either getting traded or they're injured. They're just on the Madden name creation thing. Because I don't even just, know if Bryce Callahan's still on the team or. Yeah, I don't think Bryce Callahan is anymore, but uh, good riddance. We have a bunch of projects on our squad, so. We'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. So, like, I can't wait for the, the offseason. The, you know, it doesn't even matter. Over. If yeah. we can score touchdowns. Fuck that, yeah. I, I Offense. Let's go, care. man. Who cares what our defense, defense looks like? Why do we think they toasted? It's Russell fun. Wilson said, let's ride over let's and over ride. and over again. So, <laughs> Yeah, let Russ cook. Let's ride. <laughs> Denver, let's ride. I was like, how they just... I keep showing that people video, that dude. sound, that audio. Like, why the fuck does he just say it? There's no way, if I see that on national TV, it's just like, there's no way you're going to show it without the takes. Because... Just imagine if they played that for the for <laughs> people at Empire Field yeah. before the game started, and like nobody's like getting excited, like nobody's cheering, they're just watching that, just like embarrassed. Especially when it cuts the scene when the Broncos get the ball, and they're like, oh, Broncos, we got the stars coming Broncos out. country. That's, That's right. right. I want to know which take they're using. That's going to be the biggest, like, fucking news ever. And, hear it, and then I'm going to go back and watch which that Which iteration did they use? It was this one. It was yeah, the fifth yeah. one in. Broncos country. That's right. <laughs> um... All right, so yeah, that's the NFL that's going on right now. Just wanted to talk Ooh, about. Oh, actually, I just want to bring one more thing. Yeah, about absolutely. NFL. We got Zach Wilson allegedly sleeping with his mom's best friend. Ooh, I wanted. to. Which wait. I didn't want to say like is news. It it is news, but now. it's it is news now. How much is it's breaking up. news on the <laughs> Elevated Sports Podcast? So straight up, dude. Zach Wilson, man, who I have claimed over and over and over and over and over and over again, this guy's gonna be a draft bust, right? <laughs> so this guy's fucking. He doesn't have it with him. I don't. Mm, I don't know. I don't see it with Zach Wilson. I said he was like a, a diet version of Drew Lock, or he was a Mormon version of Drew Lock. Whatever. <laughs> He's a Disney version of Drew Lock. They said that Drew Lock was same thing as Zach Wilson, 
but his mom let him listen to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so Zach Wilson, yeah, apparently banged his what his mom's best friend. Yeah, so I guess this is how it went down. Um, you know, people are watching people's following lists like crazy, and they're like, oh, Zach Wilson just broke up with his girlfriend. But guess who his girlfriend is dating? They're like his former best friend, which you can assume is now no longer his best friend. Right, former and, best uh, friend, And I think running back receiver, I don't know, but uh, that they used to play together at BYU or whatever school they came from, right? And they're like, oh, so they're unfollowed each other, and now she is with his former best friend, and, you know, like people do, they take to her comments, so right. calling her, uh, quote-unquote, homie hopper. Right. And then she responds is, Zach is the real homie hopper sleeping with his mom's best friend. And it was just blown up out of control. Yeah, when she posted that, you're like, whoa! Yeah, whoa. I, I woke up, like, coming, uh, you know, doing an overnight, and then that's the news I woke up to, and I was like, <laughs> who's this pimp? Yeah. What? Yeah, we got people photoshopping Zach Wilson on Time Magazine <laughs> for Person of the Year. People are, like, just saying he's got that dog in him. Bro, he's a I am. Dog. All right, so... Yeah, that whole statement of me in the past saying he's a draft bust, I gotta rewind. I gotta take oh. that away, man. He's no longer a draft bust. You know what? He's gonna fucking take his team to the Super Bowl, and then he's gonna go on a newspaper and be like, we're gonna win this bitch. I guarantee it. And he's gonna be the next Joe <laughs> yeah. Namath because he's a fucking player on and off the field. Congratulations, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Banging. <laughs> So this is good for the Jets. I would say it doesn't really do anything with the Jets. I mean, it's show business. It's New York. You know, oh. people banging each other's moms all the time. So it's it doesn't affect the Jets at all. We'll say jerseys, people, I think. I think, I, I think Wilson's jerseys, like, you know. <laughs> they're going to skyrocket, man. The power of the internet. Like, people will go out and buy his jersey because Bro, of this. I'm telling you, yeah. Good job, Zach Wilson, man. I mean, you're like most people are in the news for like the wrong reasons, but like this is an interesting one to be in the news for. So yeah, maybe it's just changing that image, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, but Zach Wilson, Joe Namath, man, Broadway. It's all Broadway, man. They 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 know what they're doing. It's easier to put on a show. <laughs> I do like the Time Magazine little Photoshop thing. Yeah, that's, it's good stuff. That's classic. Um, oh, you wanted to talk about. The, bra- the little brother Browns, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it's a small snippet. We did give it a, a little speech last year, but the Browns are playing the Panthers week one. Oh, and they're still God. paying Baker's salary. They're playing them week one? Yeah. Wow, dude. That's like after the fact that they made that. Or that was before they made well, the Well, everyone's trade. like, the NFL's really in their back because we have the Seahawks playing the Broncos. Right. So there's a bunch of everyone's reunion, like, revenge games. Wow, man. I quick. love it. I love it, dude. Like, we got to see it last year with Case Keenum and the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it, what everyone's talking about crazy is because due, like, to the Browns not being able to sell Baker. Right. They're paying some of his salary. So if you think about it, they're paying <laughs> Baker to try to beat the Browns. All right, so, yeah, we'll get into this. So, if you would have told me in 2018 that the Browns' number one overall pick quarterback would be traded for a fifth-round pick, I would have believed you. Absolutely. But, like, (laughs) when they went to the playoffs, man, I thought it was all over. And look who did it. Yeah. Baker Mayfield took him to the playoffs for the first and won him a playoff game. I loved that game. I loved Baker. I'm a Dude, Baker I'm believer. a Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so am I. Like, I was a big Baker Mayfield. He did not get the, the right treatment after getting hurt, man. He got two separated shoulders, bro, in the same season. Like, and then you're going to just 
dust them off. Like, eh, yeah. we're gonna go after this sex, this fucking sex fiend. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, a diabolically horny man. Like massages. Like, oh my god, dude, are you kidding me? Like, that was a bad move on the Browns. Um, I really feel bad for the Brown fans because it started looking up and up, man. And then, yeah, everything just came crashing down. I don't know. That's depressing. As for the fans, I feel like they they were asking for it. They were completely behind the whole Baker trade. <laughs> they're stupid. Like, now they're going to get yeah. no quarterback. I don't even know yeah. who their backup is to Deshaun Well, I hope they suspend him for eight games. I hope he gets suspended. I don't know. I hope he I mean, never l- plays let's again. Let's not forget, for two years straight, they won. They lost everything. Okay, people need to remember, he, he was in trouble for a criminal complaint. It's oh. not like this is just like what we're hearing on the streets. These no, are a criminal. Somebody went to the fucking allegations and was like, yo, this dude is a POS. And you guys are like, yeah, that's our guy. That's our quarterback. So Browns fans, yeah, I mean, that's really sad. Like, okay, personally, I kind of grew up a person with that has like, you know, sympathy for other people. So kid growing up learning about the Broncos and the drive and the fumble and playing the Browns in three AFC championships and winning all three of them and pushing the Browns down like they're our little brother. I kind of like felt bad. I always want to see the Browns succeed. Yeah. Not so much anymore. I think they really fucked up on Baker Mayfield, the whole situation, the whole deal. I hope he does, you know, something decent in uh, Carolina. But in reality, man, like, yeah, no, I, I hate to see it. But nowadays, like, I don't care anymore. Mm. Like, I'm almost like wondering, like, what would, would it be better to be a Lions fan or a Browns fan? Oh, Both of them are, like, <laughs> awful franchises, and the two should just quietly go away but they won't because they're the old once some of the oldest franchises like i know the the lions have been around forever since like the 20s 30s somewhere around there and then the browns probably like 40s 50s somewhere around there well imagine if green bay never got a ring oh they'd be the same exact boat yeah they would be talking the same shit because all this non all this failure right at least they have two rings to show for it but even then they're very close to treading that line as being browns and <laughs> and Detroit Lion fans. Yeah, man, it's it's a shame. So like, I don't know, Browns. Yeah, wish uh, wish nothing but the worst for them. Yeah. Go Baker. Yeah, let's go Baker Hope Mayfield. Man. Hope he like breaks every passing record. Gate week one. Yeah. Six hundred and ninety-seven passing yards. Ties Twelve up. touchdowns. <laughs> ties the goat. Uh, Nick Foles and. Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning for seven touchdowns in a single game. My God, dude! And he's gonna go for eight. <laughs> Did Matt Flynn throw like seven touchdowns, or was like six? He might have. Like that. He, I know, like Matt. There's Flynn like three threw. people on that list, and only one of them really is was a significant. It? <laughs> <game>. <laughs> it's true, dude. It's true. Um, damn, man. Yeah, the Browns. I don't know. I don't think I have any like sympathy anymore. No, I think it's gone. Well, away. At least they have Miles Garrett, and they won a playoff game. Good for them. And um, they have Miles Garrett and, and Ward. They don't have Clowney anymore, do they? I like Denzel Ward. Ooh, Clowney might be on a different squad, but yeah, I wish they wouldn't get rid of um, poor Amari Cooper, though. Yeah, Amari Cooper. <sighs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I was trying to think of. of they had a safety a couple years ago. It was like a first round safety. I was a big fan of him. I think he's with the Giants now, but I'm forgetting his name. Who, the Browns? Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, what school did he come from? Do you remember? Oh, God. It wasn't Alabama. Ohio State? I think it was Ohio State, yeah. I think they still have him. It's the Ward. Uh, no, not Denzel Ward. It okay. was the safety. I think Denzel Ward's a corner. Yeah. I know he was up for Heisman a couple years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, anyway. His position, but yeah. Well, whoever that was, we're still going to get rid of him, but I don't really care. <laughs> Do you remember that their team looked like a couple years ago, man? They had like three first round picks, and they went with like Brandon Whedon and Trent Richardson, and that was like one of the last years that they were like decent. No, that was rough. That was, it must be rough to Trent be a Trent Richardson fan. was cool. I like Trent um, Richardson that one year, bro. And then he went to the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's just fun to watch their games, I guess. <laughs> it's like, they, you know, they do so bad, so they get, like, some cool-ass people. Right. And I will say this is the first time where they have, like, just such a nice, like, collection of people. They had Odell Beckham. They Jarvis did, man. Landry. Uh, Javon Clowney. Yeah, and OBJ blew up things in the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, he was a... Uh, I don't know. He was being selfish, and I don't. Yeah, like the thing with Baker Mayfield, he was playing hurt. Yeah. This whole past season, he was playing hurt, so you can't really blame him for that. And he shouldn't have been playing anyways. You should have shut him down, let him get healthy, and then just throw this season away. What's the fucking worst thing? Like when they do that, though, they fear like, oh, this team yeah. needs to get rid of their coach. They need to do this oh, and fuck that. Baker. They fuck <laughs> Baker. And like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But he was playing, and he got hurt, and he probably hurt himself even more. So but he was exciting to watch. Like, he was, his, man. I he think gave he still the, is. Whether uh, the Browns didn't get what they wanted out of him, apparently. I feel like every game I watched with him, he was throwing bombs and whether they were interceptions I mean, sometimes. But Considering the fact that the past, what, five, six years, we yeah, didn't have I'm a quarterback, you, man. So you see somebody like that, you're like, that straight years really cool. of being 0-16, and he gives them their first win, yeah. which they thought was damn near impossible. Jesus so, like, Christ. It was so exciting to see. Yeah, man, good for him. Oh, man. I mean, he was definitely a much better improvement than Johnny Manziel. Yeah, or who did he replace? Football. Um, who got injured? That led yes. him to be Tyrod Taylor, Tyron who was Taylor. like known for making quarterbacks so much yeah. better who were behind him. Like he Come went on. in for the Chargers, got stabbed in the lung. <laughs> yeah, like, They're all like, "Okay, <laughs> now we're gonna go with him because you're not gonna play." Then Justin Sim or Justin Herbert's been, you know, the guy ever since. And then yeah, same thing with the Browns. I think yeah. there was another Browns Houston. so bad that they couldn't. They tied. They could not win. That was the closest they get to winning or to break the losing streak was fucking tying a game. Right. That's right. It wasn't until Baker came that they won one. My goodness. So fuck them. Fuck them. Bye Browns. Bye Browns. Indeed. Garbage. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to be the bottom of their division. So yeah, man, I just can't wait for the season to start. Um, it's going to be exciting. But we'll talk about what do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's go to NBA. NBA, right on. We got. Danilo Gallinari going to the Celtics. Gallinari! $13.3 million. Is this a good move for the Celtics? It's a good move in regards to adding uh, depth to their squad. However, it doesn't add the need. that they, I feel like they need a big man. Someone other than Robert Williams or Grant Williams. Somebody else that's going to be, you know, presence up there. So other like, than if, Al Horford, too? Al Horford's up there in age, bro. Yeah. He's, he's entering his 17th <laughs> year. I don't even know how long he's got. If he's still on the squad, does he still have like? Um, I think they're debating whether bringing him back. Okay, okay. So, I mean, there's that too. So they, they, I don't know. I really like Al Horford. He definitely was one of the few people in that finals games shooting that they threes. lost that was shooting threes. That was like, I want to win. Well, you had their leader, yeah, their fearless leader, and <laughs> Tatum, who was just missing wide open threes and just yeah didn't look like i don't know man they shut him down it was embarrassing i think it's good i mean adding gallinari like like you said like just one more scorer that we know could shoot so 
Yeah, we we, Good for them. we got front row seats to see him a couple of times uh, here in Denver. Yeah, he was uh, very productive and probably one of our best offensive players for a good while up until he got those bad knee injuries and he was out for like I don't know two years something like that. So it it kind of sucks just seeing him kind of like his downfall here in Denver and then they kind of just shipped him away. We seen him drop fifty. So yeah, we saw him yeah, drop fifty. He, he was he scored fifty points for the Nuggets. So that was there's that in him. So. And he was part of the best season that the Denver Broncos have ever had when they went like 53 and something. Oh, God. 53 and 20. And they lost to the Warriors, the eventual fucking NBA champions, champions, dynasty. I mean, dude, nobody nobody knew who Klay Thompson was. Prior to those games. Uh, prior to that game, we get them. Who the fuck is Curry just launching I was like this, like everybody's like, Curry's been good this year, man. Yeah, Yeah, look at him. He's like this... He knows what he's doing. And then Draymond Green, nobody liked Draymond Green because he was fucking Draymond Green. And then, of course, you had Clay Thompson was just knocking down all these threes, being a big-time player. And we're like, who the fuck is this Thompson dude? And, yeah, dude, he was part of that team. But Gallinari, I like him, man. Um, I definitely think he helps the Celtics, but Celtics need to go after a big man, maybe uh, DeAndre Ayton. I've seen it before, man. I've seen it in the future. He's going to be wearing green. Mm. That's my bold prediction today. There we go. DeAndre Ayton to the Celtics, and the Celtics win it next year. <laughs> In exchange Boom. for Jalen Brown. Only if that happens, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I like Jalen Brown, yeah. too. Fuck. But they're not training Tatum, so someone's got to go. I thought he was going to be a free agent. I thought they were going to – well, I guess he's still under contract. Huh? Huh. So then we got oh, – speaking of trades, then we have Rudy Gobert – going for a myriad of players from the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel bad for Patrick Beverly? Should he feel silly? Should the Timberwolves show more loyalty? You're more sure you remember that play-in game where he beats the Clippers <laughs> and loses his fucking mind. Starts hopping I on. thought he was going to be like, <laughs> Minnesota! <laughs> Starts hopping on the fucking scorer's desk, losing his shit. And then going on Twitter yeah. and going on a rampage, Talking about, dude. Just being all, yeah. they fucking counted this out and look like dude, there's no like, I bought the Clippers. I was on their squad. I gave them everything. Then they fucking traded me. This is, is what gets you. His like, reaction, man. If I didn't know anything about sports, I would have told you that the Timberwolves <laughs> won the championship in 2022 if i didn't know anything about basketball dude that's what <laughs> i would say his reaction man oh my god dude that was like some like kobe bryant yeah. jumping up on the stands throwing his fist in the air winning the finals against the celtics or yeah. you know like he was LeBron really James. that shit too dude it was the play what's tournament. even crazier too is even after they lost their own playoff series <laughs> that they went he like went on his own little like um, analysis tour like on ESPN right like on first take on a bunch of shows just talking his own shit you would have thought you won and then what next season gets traded right so it's like oh god like I don't know like are we gonna witness the same thing where they when the Utah Jazz beat the Timberwolves and <laughs> he's gonna start talking shit about their franchise right exactly and I mean he should feel silly um, definitely for that reaction for a playing game not really like the you know, championship or anything, or even get to the finals. That so his reaction was a little too hype, and it's kind of all for nothing because you're not with that team anymore. Yeah. So uh, now you join the Jazz. That's I don't know. See, I don't know if the Jazz are in a better position now. I do not know. They're not. I think they're I feel more, like they're not. They collected a bunch of assets. So it was who else was it other than Patrick Brewer? Was it Jeremy Grant? Or, I mean, uh, Jeremy Grant, Vanderbilt. Uh. Jeez, you know, it's so, like, to me, 
I couldn't tell you the other names. But they're basically just more role players. Right. Okay. They so. didn't get anyone for more, I think, anything, anyone significant if, you're, if we're talking. Because now we still have the Timberwolves, still have their core. They still have Ant. Um, they still have Cat. And they right. still have D'Angelo Russell. And yeah. It's a good team, man. It's going to be a scary team next year, especially Rudy Gobert. He's such a good defender. It's going to be the, the Twin Towers. And now everyone's talking about how... Uh, Are they going to both be all on the court at the same time? I don't know. Cause then Cat and power Anthony's, forward. And yeah. Because now they're okay. like, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have to worry about being a center. He could kind of fuck off and like... And now, so it's good if you think about it, because Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have to necessarily play defense, and Gobert doesn't necessarily have to score. Like, they could both focus on what they like to do, respectively. I think for the Nuggets, that is the one team in our division that they, they definitely need to look out for, the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. I think they're going to be scary next year. I think they're gonna, they're definitely looking up on the up and up, man. Um, and this move for Rudy Gobert, I think that's huge for them. Um but I don't know what they're going to do without Patrick. But yeah. <laughs> Who's going to talk their shit? Who's going to talk their shit for the <laughs> man? Who's going to hype? Ejected. Where's the hype man? Yeah. Who's that going to be? Ant- Where's Ant- the muscle? Anthony Edwards now? Yeah, no. Um, and Cat Williams, we all know him as a seven-foot bitch, according to Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. I, seven I foot with that statement. Bitch. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the one team the Nuggets will definitely – because, like, when you look at the other teams, OKC, they're rebuilding – Trailblazers are finally on the downfall, and we'll see if that changes with with Dame uh, coming back and um, yeah, his contract. So yeah, he just signed what a two year deal. Yeah, um, so he signed a two year extension for 120 million. Wow. And you know, going off that, it's great to see the guy get paid. Um, Blazers got to keep him at all costs. But if you remember his famous words, "Keep switching teams, running from the grind," you boys is chumps. I like that. Are those his famous last words that will make sure he never gets a ring? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I like that. He can't, he can't like, like, let's say everyone really wants to see him get a ring, but now he can't because if he does, he's basically just, you know, betraying everything he said he believed in. I mean, when I play, like, NBA 2K, I wait until he, like, gets a free agency and then I, like, buy him out. <laughs> so, like, that's I definitely, that's somebody I would want on my team. First of all, the mentality is fucking perfect. I think he's such a that like that is such a cool thing that is like you know i'm loyal to this team they haven't won in a long time i'm gonna bring them a championship like i want to do everything that's possible to win this team that picked me to win him a championship i like that mentality instead of just being like i need to go to a team where they're gonna win i can't do it in cleveland (laughs) i can't do it here in (laughs) oklahoma city (laughs) i'm calling people out now (laughs) so is that easy to say though when you're getting like Disgusting money like he is. Oh yeah, I mean, I saw like his later end of his contract. He's gonna get be making like sixty million a year, dude. Those are fucking yeah. I mean, and every year, I don't even know what to do with that kind of money. But like, I'm living in an apartment, man. Like if I got sixty million out of nowhere, I'd be like, what do I do? <laughs> oh my, that is sickening. That is such crazy you stay money. Loyal. You stay that's loyal. You that's for sure. Whatever got you that money, you keep doing it. You better make sure you have the best house in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, but I, I think the Blazers need to do something with that squad. They need to bring in more players because they, they lost a couple of dudes. Yeah. Um, one of them being which, what, P.J. Tucker, right? Uh, no, it's or, um, his running mate. 
CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. And yeah, CJ McCollum. I thought that was devastating. Like, the least has to be for him. It definitely wasn't devastating for the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans put themselves in a much better position with that move. The Pelicans remind me of, like, the Clippers, like the 2012 Clippers. Now they have, like, every, no. they have a shitload of superstars. And Once they get, what's his name back? Zion, who Zion. doesn't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely like the contract that he did, uh, but I don't know. I would like to see Dame win a championship. I just don't see it in Portland. Yeah. Well, we've yet to see it. And who knows? You know, honestly, when um, Giannis signed his extension with the Bucks for that Supermax, I thought he guaranteed himself no rings as well. Right. And shit, he won one, if not a year later, two years later. So and there's that. And then I guess going furthermore to Dallas Mavericks, we have owner... Mark Cuban saying, we really didn't get a chance to make an offer. It was Jalen's choice. Talking about Jalen Brunson going to, hmm. which I like previously said in last episode, I think was a major setback for Dallas. Do you think Brunson should have given the Mavs a chance? Absolutely. Um, I think Brunson should have at least listened to what they would have offered him instead of just uh, making that quick of a jump. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like Mark Cuban is the type of dude who would definitely make those moves and he'd be smart enough to make those moves so maybe he saw something he's like eh, hmm. you had that nice game in the playoffs but then there was other four other games in the playoffs where you didn't show up at all which it's kind of a thing because there was a couple of times where what did Brunson do tonight yeah four points well like the game before he had like 30 something yeah know, or, yeah so I, I feel like he, he should have given the Mavs a chance uh, at least listen to what they had to offer I definitely feel like the offer would have been comparable. I, yeah, and, definitely. And for sure, they had mentioned that it would have been. Mark Cuban's a good owner. And least. look where you guys were last year. Yeah. You were in the Western Conference Finals. I think that's such a back step for him, especially with the Knicks in an already kind of like established East where it's like everyone's kind of got their own teams going on. Right. The East is definitely powerhouse conference. Well, yeah. you look at the West and the Mavericks and I the mean, conference finals. See, that it's yeah. so open, man. The Nuggets got to take advantage of this. could have been years. us. Could have been us. But unfortunately, we ran into the fucking winners. All of a sudden, the fucking dynasty woke up from the dead. And yeah. It was like playing a zombified version. Yeah. So that, that was kind of, um, kind of crappy. But P.J. Tucker... Going to the uh, 76ers, huh? I think it's a good indication, at least for the Sixers. I don't think P.J. Tucker is necessarily um, silly or anything. So (laughs) him going to the Sixers, I mean, maybe he sees something that a lot of people don't. He almost went to two straight finals. Like, he went to the Bucks, Right. Then went to the Heat, who went to the conference finals. So, I mean, he has an eye for it. Big help for the Heat when he was with them. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I definitely liked what I saw when he was with the Bucks. He was definitely the one of the top three dudes. Um, him going to the 76ers, though, is he better than James Harden? Uh, James Harden of has Of course been, not, but they're, um, they've, they've, been play, they've played together for years up in Houston. Right. So I'm excited about at least that um, being reunited. See, Tucker's been on a lot of good teams. Yeah. And only one championship. But that Bucks championship was well-deserving for him and well-deserving for the Greek freak. Um and I'm also happy for Drew Holiday winning a championship as well. I wanted Drew so bad. Yeah, it was a lot of well-deserved people got rings. Yeah, so Especially Pucker with the 76ers, thing. I definitely think that helps him out. Uh, they don't have to worry about Ben Simmons this year. There's not going to yeah. be any of that off-court <laughs> drama. So, well, for the most, we hope so. James Harden's got to stay out of trouble. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, they still got pieces, man. So I like the 76ers. They got Embiid, who has been probably second MVP voting the last couple of years. Yeah. Obviously not his. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So we'll see what the 76ers do. I actually go to school with a big Philly fan, and he's going to be happy that we're talking such such praise for the 76ers. <laughs> um, but seriously, man, uh, I think they're on the up and up. Interesting uh, deal with the uh, Gordon Dragic going to the Chicago Bulls. It's just a one-year, $2.9 million contract. Um, what are your uh, hopes for this? Um, big hopes for the Chicago Bulls. I like DeMar DeRozan, like Zach Levine, love Lonzo Ball. So absolutely, and when they had Lonzo Ball, man, yeah. they were just they looked exciting. Dudes. They were exciting. Lonzo Ball was starting to have like an outcoming year. Like he came in what second overall pick by yes. the Lakers a couple years ago. Everybody was like anointing him as like Kobe's replacement. Like this is the dude that's going to do it. And then had disappointing couple first years with the Lakers, and then they obviously shipped him away, and um, he went to Chicago, and now. Pelicans. Or the Pelicans, that's or right. He went to the Pelicans, then he went to the Chicago. God, I know he got traded. Yeah. Um, People like to... It's, it's, it's easy to forget. He was part of the... Whatchamacallit? The, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, Anthony Davis trade. Anthony Davis trade. Um, yeah. So... Uh, but I like Gorn Dragic. Um, I definitely liked him when he was with the Heat and then went to the championship a couple years ago. He's definitely one of those top dudes. And uh, I feel like he could definitely help him out coming off the bench. He's, he's old, though, isn't he? Isn't he, like, in his, like, 15th year in his career or something like that? Oh, I didn't know that. He might be. Um, I don't know. I just hope he finds his place because he's kind of been shipped around a lot lately. Especially a place like Chicago with a yeah. very heavy guard. Um, yeah, man. Like, Especially coming from the Nets, too, which was an absolute just shit. Right, I mean, they were a meme for a while, man. Yeah. They were all like, Peyton Manning joins the Knicks. They were <laughs> yeah. like naming every superstar in every position. Like, yeah, they went to the Nets, you know, because that was like right after they had signed. You know, they had James Harden, they had Kyrie Irving, they had Kevin Durant. Which, oh my God, dude, they had fucking Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge, Lamarcus came from out of retirement to play for them again. Dude, it was crazy. They had man. Seth Curry, Seth Curry, dude. Oh my God. The, the Nets really shit the bed, bro. With those pieces that they had, they really put themselves in, like, the worst possible position. But, I don't know. I, I think Chicago's up and up, man. I think Chicago's going to get further than the Nets next year. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely want I'm rooting for them. If Lonzo Ball... I mean, they made it to the playoffs this year, so... So is he, be- is he the better of the balls, or do you think LaMelo Ball is better? Uh, I know it's wrong, but I will say Lonzo's better. Well, I thought you were going to say Le- LiAngelo for a minute. <laughs> Just Don't sleep on LiAngelo. <laughs> Don't sleep on LiAngelo. Where is he at? I feel like there's a prophecy that we don't know. So I, <laughs> right now, I think LiAngelo's playing uh, for the the Hornets, their like, uh, G League team. Okay. So okay. he could be upgraded at any point. I imagine his dad had something to do with that. I imagine his brother did. <laughs> because he did really good for his tryout. And then basically, you know, he's the fucking superstar and future of that team. Okay. What would you do to keep him happy? Fucking sign his brother. Right. Especially, like, it's kind of much like... And not, not nothing against uh, the Nassus over on the Bucks, but it's kind of like the same thing. Like, right. you imagine them changing Giannis' so, brother overnight? Yeah, everybody... Like, pissed. Every superstar has that with the team. Like, yeah. um... Yeah, like you had said, you know, Giannis has his younger brother. Um, and then Jokic has uh, probably uh, Chanchar or Kanchar or what's it, where the 
What is it? Vlaco. Oh yeah. Car. No, they're keeping him around too. They're keeping him around because that's Jokic's buddy. That's yeah. his like best friend. So like, yeah, he wants to play with him, and he's not bad. Um, it's a lot of offensive inconsistencies though, but yeah, yeah I see. So one day, Leandro's gonna get his chance, right? And then I don't know. Lonzo Ball's gonna get traded to the Hornets, and then something's gonna happen. Something crazy. Something because it's gonna happen. be just what Lavar said. All my sons playing on the same team. The prophecy will be fulfilled. God, could and you they, imagine? <laughs> they're just the gonna Hornets run. just got them all, and then like Michael Jordan is just sitting there with his like smug face, like yeah, yeah. look at me. The fucking signs Lavar Ball to the head coaching position. Oh my <laughs> god! And then he finally played. Like he wins the championship, and yeah. then he finally plays him at one on one. And then he beats MJ. Yeah. And then the world comes to a fucking end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking a crack in the middle of the ocean and fucking wave shootout. <laughs> Demons just start coming over. Yeah. Like, oh, that was fun while it lasts. <laughs> Starts raining blood. Oh Jesus. Um, so yeah, that was another thing you wanted to talk about. The biggest bust in recent history, and that is uh, what Tim Legler had said is this has to go down as one of the most epic failures in the history of the league. And that's obviously talking about the Brooklyn Three. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and the legendary Kevin Durant. Yes. Biggest one in history I can probably think of. When you think about him, first of all, Kyrie Irving is, is a champion. Obviously, you got the hat. You know that year very well. You remember <laughs> yeah. the three-point shot that got him in Game 7? Which is the most epic finals I have ever seen. And if Kyrie Irving's not on the team, obviously that doesn't happen. Yes. Um, and then you had James Harden, who was a MVP, one of the funnest players to watch when he was with the Houston uh, Rockets. Then, yeah, he joined the Brooklyn Nets. And he was obviously, with when he was with the, the, Horn, or the Rockets, he was definitely in the championship games every couple of years fighting for yeah. a chance to get to the finals. Never got there. And then Kevin Durant. We all know Kevin Durant. Two-time MVP, um, Finals MVP, and yeah, this this three te- these three guys should have fucking done it. it should have happened last year. Should have happened this year. If it happens last year, it happens again this year. Yeah. But somebody's shoe size was just a bit too big. Obviously, he hits that game seven on the box. And I thought it was over at that point. And I was like, why are they not counting as the three? What happened? <laughs> and yeah, man, like that was their chance. And because of that one game, now they just kind of like are just a long distant memory, and it's bad, dude. That's like that should have happened. Like that type of talent should have boosted them. Of course, obviously this past year you had a selfish player in Kyrie Irving and the whole COVID nineteen vaccination status thing that kind of blew everything out of proportion. And yeah, now now we'll always sit here and wonder what if. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, it's just it's crazy to see and like you said even when they got you already thought it was crazy because they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving then you throw James Harden in that and you're all instant ring and you're thinking no one could stop them for sure and then adding Blake Griffin it just like trade after trade signing after signing you're thinking this team is very much solidified in an open east conference to take it all but damn it's just gotta be the biggest like disappointment, especially because you're thinking they're gonna figure it out. Like maybe these first two years, there's a little bit of rough waters. They're gonna just figure out this chemistry, and they sign away uh, James Harden, trade him away actually, and 
then now it's just about to implode and we have no idea what's going to go on it's just hard to say i know there's a lot of people me being a like an irving fan people being Kevin Durant fans and then just basically like a bunch of bandwagon for the brooklyn nets it's gotta hurt especially right. for the ownership imagine two superstars saying they want to play together everyone thinks it's gonna be the knicks and they actually end up going to the nets they choose your franchise to bless and it ends up being more of a curse than anything. It's, it's got to hurt. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it definitely got to hurt. So, uh... All right, what we got next? So we got John Wall to the Clippers. What do you think about that? I think that's a excellent move for the Clippers, man. Um, considering that this next year they should have Kawhi Leonard back. And then, of course, they have PG-13. So I feel like John Wall, maybe, maybe this is the next big three. Maybe the Clippers finally get get to where they're they're trying to get, you know, at least back to the Western Conference Finals. Let's just say that. I don't think they're getting to the finals. They're a cursed franchise, first of all. <laughs> yes. And I'll be damned if they go before the Denver Nuggets because we're both the oldest two franchises in the league that have never been to the NBA Finals. Yikes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, you know, it's hard to say because, you know, John Wall's an amazing player. Whether we see that again... I guess he says it doesn't matter because it's not even like that they're the best defender is going to be playing him because he's going to be playing with PG and Kawhi. I right. don't know. I could see it being bad. I could see it being really good. It really all depends on the health of these players because if we see John Wall playing and Kawhi sitting out another year, oh God, just, we, I could see the irritation grow. I would definitely, yeah, not be happy if Kawhi Leonard misses any more time than he already has. Um... And he's, like I said before, you know, he's one of my favorite players. He was definitely in that 2019 season. And I finally watched somebody beat the Warriors in the, in the finals. It was so epic, you know, other than, of course, the Cavaliers, which yeah. I was definitely rooting on the Cavaliers that year because they were 73-9. and nine. Ugh. Um, I think it's a great move for them. I definitely think it helps them out. I don't know if it's going to put them over the top. But we'll see. The Clippers, they're struggling right now, man. We'll, we'll see. They're probably the better of the L.A. teams, though. I'll yeah, say, at this that. point. I mean, at shit, this they were point. in the playoffs. Or at least the play-in. They were in and the play-in. And they play didn't in. have anyone to show for it. Right. I think yeah. that has to be a bigger disappointment for the Lakers. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, with the Lakers, you know, they haven't had Anthony Davis a good chunk of this year. And he was constantly getting hurt. And then LeBron James, man, like I said, he's getting up there in age. So, obviously, he's not playing a full 82 games. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, Jokic is, like, playing 74. It's going to be know. a big year for the Clippers because if be they don't do year. anything, they're going to be a bigger disappointment than they're, the Nets. They'll probably blow things up at, at the end of this year if, if they don't have anything to show for it. So oh, yeah. At least become a playoff contender. Let's get Kawhi Leonard back. Let's see what happens. So moving on to a different type of sport, well, what do you think of fooding contests? Um, you know, I have not really considered food eating contests to be considered a sports. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize you can, like, make eating a sport. And if, if I would have known that, maybe I would have changed my career. <laughs> no, like, oh, I, I used to watch, like, some of those eating contest shows, you know, where they're like, you got 30 minutes to eat this big-ass pizza. Um, but, like, the, the whole thing with, like, eating hot dogs and stuff like that, I definitely uh, became a little bit of a fan this past year. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, Joey Chestnut winning his 15th straight. Maybe not straight, but his 15th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. What's crazy about this is he was seen strangling an animal rights protester. 
mid contest, then continues to gobble down hot dogs to win it. With like hot dogs in his mouths and grabs the dude by the neck. Yeah. <laughs> and was... the dude comes up on stage and it's even crazier because it's like, what's the security like for some guy to make it up to that point? Dude. But... What is up with these animal protesters, man? They're like going to sporting events and like, ah, like there was a couple of people in the NBA this past playoffs. Yeah, the, the, the Timberwolves, I think. The glue the, girl gluing her hand to the to the freaking court. That one person tried running out of the thing and like showing her her shirt to everybody, and then like gets tackled like not even two feet into the court. Yeah. Like it was awesome, man. It's crazy. They're quick about subbing it, but not this one. No, I think they liked like, showing Joey Chestnut strangling this man. <laughs> I mean, he's a goat in his own right, but damn. And then we have Eric Badlands Booker winning his second straight career chug contest title by chugging a gallon of pink lemonade. Oi, that's uh, that's a bit rough, man. It is. I mean, he's an absolute unit himself. Listen, Eric, took it. Eric Badlands Booker, <laughs> if you want to live up to your name, how about you chug a full, I don't know, 16 ounce of... Uh, Patron. Oh, the Patron God. chugging contest. Have you seen those? No. If you can do that, way. Eric Badlands quote Booker, if you can do that, then let me know. I Holy definitely want to see shit. that video. People probably die from that. I have. see people doing it, chugging fucking Patron and then like throwing up over somebody who's got like a trash can. <laughs> Open for them. <laughs> it's bad. You gotta watch those videos. Um, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Wow, man, some of these fooding content like I don't think they're like I don't think of them as sports. Yeah. I think it's interesting though. I think there's I think there's the occasional there, ones, there's competitive like your value to local it. CC's pizza will let you eat a free pizza if you finish thirty minutes. But then there's this shit right here, probably <laughs> sponsored by Nathan's hot dogs. Where yeah. he's just just like eating unflavored hot dogs for uh, like, and like they're not even seasoned, you know? So and they're like, like dumping them in water yeah, and shit like that. It's like he uh, doesn't fuck with ketchup, obviously. Uh, he's going straight. I hope your like stomach is able to like Process all that food. I don't know. Joey Chestnut looks like pretty like in good health. Like, I mean, yeah, I saw him. He didn't look like he was. In, yeah, exactly. Like, terrible Which is just health. Crazy. Like, like, wonder if he prepares for these things. Like, yeah, how do you do so, man? Like, he probably stretches out his throat like whistle machine. Probably, and then like, just has to get used to like tasteless things. I guess yeah. that's that's a bit aggressive, man. <laughs> so I think his record is um, sixty-three hot dogs and buns in ten minutes. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting, man. Um, so we'll, well, from that, we'll take it to baseball. Yeah, baseball time. So Basically obviously, we have Aaron Judge hitting 30 home runs for the season. Wow. And with the All Star Game coming up, um, and Pete Alonso saying he's elected to join the home run derby, do you think he goes for the three Pete? So yes, and this is one thing going back to Aaron Judge's and his 30th home run. Um, he's not participating in the home run derby, which is a little disappointing, but that just gives the, the, the clear pathway for Pete Alonso to, to probably get his third Pete. So I definitely see that. Um, I don't really know anybody else that's going to you know be up there and compete with him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Pete Alonso probably gets it again. Um, I definitely am a big fan of the All-Star Game since last year, since it was held here. Did you go? I didn't. I didn't. I was thinking about it. but um, I didn't. probably regret it, but I didn't. Same here. Because <laughs> then we got to probably wait like another 10 years before another yeah, All-Star Game is here. I it's worth it to have it back in Denver. I wish they would do that with the football. You know, Pro Bowl, bring it to different states, cities, you know. you know, I'd go to the, I'd go to the NFL Pro Bowl, but... Um, 
we did have the all-star game here for basketball in 2005 yeah that was cool um I wish I would have went to this one. It's not impossible. Yeah, the more you think about it, more we probably should have went. Right. CJ, next time. CJ Crone, he's been named as a reserve for the All-Star game. He's not a starter, but he's definitely put up the numbers that have suggested him to be an All-Star. So congratulations on him, CJ Crone. The Rockies, man, I don't know what's going on with them. Like, there are 10 games below 500. They play so well against their own conference, their own division. They put up competitive matchups against the Dodgers, against the Padres. They just beat the Padres last night. Um, and then they have, they almost get a sweep against the Diamondbacks. So I, I feel like they put so much effort in against their own division, but then, like, the rest of the league, they just suck. Just, like, I, I don't know what's going on with them. It's hard. It's probably just... It's too much to say for the, the Rockies that we previously said. All we can see is there's a way to see how bad it gets, and if anything, significant changes. Right. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they, they can change things around. Then we have... The Avalanche. Avalanche. Yeah, man. So Avalanche have made a couple of moves here. Um... First of all, I, I just want to go over some of these moves regarding who they re-signed recently. I'm waiting on a couple of people. Obviously, I want them to re-sign Nathan McKinnon. That's a must, and they're probably working towards a deal. That's why they're trying to get some of these other pieces so they can say, okay, this is what we got left over. Let's work with you. And then I'm waiting on, hopefully, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Nazem Kadri. Mm. I don't think that one of the biggest offensive weapons we had this year doesn't return, and that's unfortunate. But from, from some of these moves, it definitely sounds like that's what's going to happen. So Andrew, Andrew Cogliano, we got him back for one year. Jacob McDonald, he's a defender. We got him back for three years. Valerie Nichushkin signed a big eight-year contract. Josh Manson, just today. And Darren Helm, where you were signed. Josh Manson to a four-year. And then Darren Helm, just a one-year, one million. And then Nicholas Abi, Abu Kubel. Abi, Abi Kubel who's probably going to be considered as the uh, Stanley Cup smasher. He's the dude who came in skating at the end. Yeah, dents the lip. Yep, dents the lip. He actually goes and signs with Toronto for one year. And then the biggest news for the Avalanche, Darcy Kemper is out, and Alexander Gorgiev from the New York Rangers in. What do you think of that move? It's uh, it's tough because, you know, Darcy Kemper was the goal goaltender that took us the way yes um whether it wasn't all of them but it was good most of him ah, it's so hard to say it's such a big position and i mean the, the replacement isn't you know is a name in itself whether big or not we got a rangers goaltender now ah, you don't know i like to think they should have shelled out the dough right but most of these things do come down to money and you gotta trust they wanted to keep their franchise intact so it's probably like they probably did like kind of like the best thing they could right in terms of economic like resources just to keep our other superstars probably i mean this is probably the the best economic uh, move that they could have made uh considering what you're saying but i definitely know that the gm joe sakic has a great eye for talent I do know that living here in Colorado, that the most important position, however, is goaltender. Mm -hmm. And having people like Patrick Waugh and um, even Varlamov, who was pretty pretty good for a couple of years. I liked what um, you know we had with Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper was 
definitely you know a, a veteran who knew how to do it. He won a top goaltender position a couple of years ago, but there was has been a couple of games this past year which I can understand why they made this move. Uh, he just kind of like didn't look like himself a couple times in the Stanley Cup playoffs when you're like oh, yeah. Jesus when he lets you know five goals and then they had to replace them. Um, for the backup, Francois, which I think this is actually going to be an interesting move for Gorgiev and Francois. Maybe they switch him off, off and on throughout the season, yeah. which I think would be a, a, a smart move, uh, considering what Francois was able to do in the Stanley Cup playoffs, coming in for Darcy Kemper for a couple of games, and definitely having a couple of shutouts. So he definitely looked good. He definitely looked the part. The only problem that they have with him is he's a little shorter. Um, so he plays out of the out of the net quite often, so that had, can create a lot of concern for some people. But Gorgiev, um, he was the backup, and pretty much played a pretty you know pretty good part for the Rangers last year. So I feel like I don't feel like there should be anything to be too concerned about. I did like Darcy Kemper, and wish they would have done something to keep him, but I understand the move. So we'll just have to move on and see what happens. Yeah, um, and Sakic we trust. Yeah, and Sakic we trust, just like Elway for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, Elway, don't say that because I mean, it just seemed I like was, I did feel that way until once Elway won that Super Bowl, he was like, ah, I'll kick my feet up. <laughs> Let's, Jamal Charles, he was good five years ago. Let's bring him in. He's tall. He's, he's tall. <laughs> and then the tall thing, dude. Yeah. I'll bring in all these tall dudes, dude. He's tall. He's a tall guy. Those were fucking I like funny. that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, the Avalanche, man, I don't feel like this This should be anything of concern. I feel like it'll be more... They won't have like the same record maybe next year. Unless they bring back Kadri and then you're just going off offensively. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I feel like I like the move. Um, it's good for them, man. Uh, another one I wanted to talk about real quick was... Uh, did you hear that Condoleezza Rice... Is joining the ownership for the Denver Broncos. I did. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, just like more women getting involved with yeah. sports and Condoleezza Rice, that type of you know former Secretary of State, uh, being in that position, you know, of owning an NFL franchise. That's it's pretty big, man. Denver roots too. Denver um, roots. Yeah, she went, went to, to DU. DU. So that's pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, Congratulations to her. Yeah. I don't know how you were able to get into that like high end like ownership group with. Tom Walton and, and his family, but good good job. Yeah, it's it's always like I guess like kind of just random too, but it's very cool to see. And I know that they're approaching Peyton Manning in some sort of way to be a big role with the, the team, which I'm really happy about because that, I want to say that's a requirement too. Peyton Manning becoming like so involved with the Denver Broncos, this wasn't even his first team. That's yeah. so he only played here four Those years. Those are Colts. Colts were a Fuck. shit franchise, Fuck man. Fuck y'all. Fuck <laughs> y'all. I got your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He's out uh, here with us. Like, it was so bad that Andrew Luck didn't want to freaking stick around and play for them anymore. Oh, rough. No, I think that was just more because of injury. But, uh, yeah, man. So, big moves. Um, and then last week. All right. This wasn't recent news, but last week. Didn't want to talk about this, but Carmelo Anthony. Oh, had openly said that he thinks his number 15 should be retired in Denver. What are your thoughts on this? You should have fought for it when you <laughs> had it. It's too late now. It's just too damn too late. Unfortunately, if we're talking Bones Highland had 15, <laughs> we're talking like, I don't know, Austin Rivers had 15. 
but Jokic has 15, and unfortunately, it seems like he would have made that shit his. Um, Jokic is probably going to eventually pass a lot of Melo's accolades that he had here in Denver. True. And that's the end of that. He'd like, I'm looking at a plushie of Jokic right now wearing the 15. Oh, yeah. there's, there's, nothing we, there's nothing we could do about that. I did not have one of Mello when yeah, I was a like, kid. Exactly. You know, this, is, this is actually like, Sophia's, so... Yeah. <laughs> this is, there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. Maybe, uh... I don't know. You could... It's just too late. He just didn't have two MVPs. As shitty as that says, I don't know. Like, there's no really, like... I'm trying to think in recent history where something like that's happened. Right. Um, where someone knows. I don't know. It's new. It's different. It's something that is very interesting. I don't think that... When I think of number 15, I don't think of Melo anymore. It's it's Jokic. Yeah. Because unlike Melo, Jokic is a two-time MVP here in Denver. And... I mean, Melo has been on a few teams where he could have been MVP. I know he was up there in MVP ranking maybe back in, like, 2008, 2009. Um, but if you beat... Okay, if you beat Kobe Bryant in 2009 to go to the championship and you beat Orlando Magic in the championship game, then, yes, you deserve your number 50 because you brought this team its first championship. Yeah, and I'm guessing you would have got a finals MVP based and you on probably, that, too. Yeah, you probably would have gotten finals MVP unless Chauncey Billups gets it again. But that was a very good team, and that was probably the best opportunity Carmelo had. Or, I mean, yeah, Carmelo had to win a championship was in 2009. Because the other years, if you remember, we were always a playoff team. Oh, it was year after year going to the playoffs. We only went past the first round once, and that was that 2009 season. And for the third time or second time in the NBA, the Nuggets played the Lakers in the championship game and lost. So it happened again back in 85. I think they reached the conference finals in 94 when they went on this incredible run, and they were the first team to beat an eighth-seeded team, and they were or they were the first team to beat a number one-seeded team, and they were eighth seed. So. You know, in 2009, they finally go all the way to the Western Conference Finals and lose. And, yeah, it's just... If you were able to turn that one into a victory and get to the finals, to even get there, then maybe. Yeah, you definitely deserve it. But what happened after that, you don't win, and you don't get back to the championship game, and you cry and complain, you want out of Denver, and you make this whole publicity stunt, and you're just making it awful to be there is uh, overall you don't like denver and denver all of a sudden has turned their backs on you and yeah man the way he left if it was more like if he would have finished out his contract let's say that finish out your contract i don't want to play for you guys anymore i'm gonna go for to a different team instead of demanding a trade yeah maybe it's not so bad but because of the way he left that's one of the big things that's why you don't deserve to get your number 15 Jokic has done so much and yes he will break a lot of your accolades mellow sorry um, and this is speaking from somebody who only got into basketball because he had somebody like Carmelo to watch as a kid growing up. Like in 2003, you know, we finally got a superstar because the Nuggets, before then, as a, you know, a younger kid, man, ugh. Antonio McDice, I couldn't even tell you anybody else on our team <laughs> before Melo. Um, and this was well after Dikembe Mutombo. But, yeah, man, uh... I don't know, dude. I just don't see it. I just—it's not gonna happen. It's—it's—it's it's, it's gonna be Jokic's number, 
and he will most likely have it retired because he won two MVPs. Hell yeah. Boom. First Denver Nugget ever. And for reference, people are debating whether Kevin Durant's number for OKC should be retired. Wow. And if they're debating that, I don't even know what to say about Melo's case because not only is someone else wearing his number, right? he didn't even win an MVP or do half the things... Kevin Durant did over at OKC. Exactly. And, okay, and he took OKC to a title run. Yeah. So and that was a very impressive team, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see KD. I could see that. You know, yeah, give it to him because... Yeah. There's so much hate for him there. <sighs> There's not a lot a lot of love. He gets the love. And they'll give him time. You know, a lot Maybe of people... Maybe he comes back. A lot of people hated Brett Favre for going to the Vikings. Hmm. He eventually forgave him, and they had a little video tribute and retired his number as respectively show that they should have done. So I think it'll eventually happen, but maybe not now. Like you said, there's probably too and much hate. a little more hateful, I feel. Let him retire, towards. and then you could talk about getting people. Like, like yeah, same thing with Melo. You, you're still in playing. Yeah. Wait until you're retired and you're done. Maybe you are done. I'm sure people are debating whether, I don't know, his Hall of Fame status is in question as well. Melo's? Yeah. I definitely see that. I don't... I mean, while I think he should be there, a lot of people don't think he should. And then even so, more like Ring of Fame and retired numbers are way different than Hall of Fame statuses. Right. Definitely. They go hand in hand where it makes it harder, especially if you're not a Hall of Famer. Melo should definitely be in the Ring of Fame in Denver. Hall of Fame, however, like I said, that's a big question. It's a lot of it's in doubt. He was out of the league for probably a year because he couldn't play. And now he's just kind of, like, considered as a, as a role player now. Where is he? Still on the Lakers, even, right? He's still on the Lakers, but he's not, like, a superstar on the Lakers. Yeah. Like, LeBron's not passing it off to him for game-winning yeah. three, even though he did a couple times this year. And what it's did Melo like do? they're already living their fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> being, being youngsters together. Where's Wade? They need... <laughs> They need Wade back. They need the banana boat to yeah. reform. <laughs> Chris Falso are kicking. Yeah, exactly. Damn, man. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he deserves that. No, it's hard to say, and it's just it sounds hateful, but it's just for it's just the world we live in, and it's just so unfortunate for him that Jokic just started to take up the mantle. That's what happens, man. Talk to Jokic, you know. Yeah. If you have some shit to say, bring it to Jokic, He's and like, he'll show you his trophies. Yeah, man. Jokic should be like two-time MVP. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I don't even know I what do like. Not see did you why see the, he's so mad? Yeah. <laughs> why do you want this number? This number mine. Yeah. Like. Uh, did you see the photo of him like five years old in Serbia wearing yeah. the Nuggets sweater? Like, how cool is that, man? Like. How wild and random. That is wild, dude. That is such the, the everybody was posting all over social media and Twitter, and I was like, that's cool. Like, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, man. Good. Yeah, it's it's Jokic's number. It's, he's going to retire it. Jokic all the way. The Joker, man. The Joker. What do we have? Mello? <laughs> that's a cool nickname. Yeah, man. and there's all those uh, shirts, especially when we got traded. Like, don't be so melodramatic. <laughs> Dude, when he came back and played in Denver for the first time and everybody was chanting, who needs Mello? It was one of my most proudest moments of being a Denver sports fan. pure hate. It was like, yes. F you. And that was the year that the Nuggets had their best uh, season of all time. They went like that 53-win franchise. And it wasn't even Mello. It's so, funny how it happens. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> so on to the next thing. Um... One more thing, and I think we'll we'll get out of here unless you wanted to talk about 
um, the LeBron shoes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a little show and tell for those who need imagination. Just look up. LeBron 17 low Toon Squad colorway. They are the coolest shoes I've ever seen. You know, they got the like red, white, and blue kind of colors going on, the Toon Squad insoles, and they have some bunny fur for the swoosh. They got the Bugs Bunny Nike swoosh, man. That's the coolest thing. That's like the coolest little feature I saw on it. And um, like I said, huge LeBron fan. They're so but clean, man. They're so clean. A lot of people are asking this. Should... So they say LeBron can't be considered the GOAT until someone dies for his shoes like they do for Jordans. <laughs> what do you think about that? Wow, man. Um, so looking at these, these, I've always been a big LeBron fan, shoe fan. Mm-hmm. I love his shoes. I think they're the coolest. The only reason I haven't bought any of them is because of the name that it belongs to. Um, now, if everybody would stop to talk about him being the GOAT, then maybe <laughs> I'd buy a pair. But... No, I mean, yeah, people in the past, you know, like, definitely with, like, the hip-hop generation, the gangster rap, people have killed people over Jordans. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's rapping about killing people over LeBrons or anything. No, maybe Kobe's. Because I love Kobe's. Kobe's are really cool shoes, too. Um, but if people start killing each other over over LeBrons, man, um, <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, no, that's pretty intense. That puts you probably up there with the goats. Um, Sick. But, like, every time I go, like, I always look at the, the LeBrons. I'm like, those are cool shoes, but I don't know if they're for me. Yeah, and like you said, they're, they're, they're more made for bigger frame people. Um, so they're probably, what, wider on the bottom? Yeah, they're just, like, they're, just, they're kind of like boots sometimes. So, she, so these are low tops for sure. Yeah, the, the low tops. The higher tops kind of, like, putting them on is, like, boot, you know? Like you're about to, like, jump on the space shuttle or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're about to be ready to go to war and shit. So. His, his, his shoes are so cool, though. I think they're, they're the coolest um, ones that are out there. And, like, this design right here, man, the red, white, and blue the signature on top of it they're really cool like i have a couple of pairs of kobe's that i've been a big fan of and like i mentioned earlier you know iversons i was a big fan of his shoes his shoes were always so intricate and and fancy looking and the pumps man the auto pumps was a big fan of those but these are bronze man i mean his shoes all the way oh it was on the tongue what up doc on the tongue yeah those are sick um yeah, no, man, I'm just trying to get on your good side. You know, hopefully I end up in your will and you know, I'll suddenly have, like, an accident and, like, oh, I just inherit all your shoes and I'm just, like, fucking happy the rest of the I'm just kidding. <laughs> so maybe this is true. <laughs> no, nah, I would never. Uh, but you do have, like, one of the coolest shoe collections I've ever seen. But I don't know if anybody's killing anybody over LeBron's. No, not quite. Not at all. I think it's, I feel it's like, an unfair comparison. Plus, gangster rap has kind of, like, mellowed out a little yeah. bit in the past, you know. It's more underground. Drones were made in a different era. Now, yes. Nowadays, LeBron shoes are made for performance. And so the designs reflect such. Because no one's out here playing in ones and twos. And right. At least PJ Tucker is. But and you're also, you're Kyrie Irvin's. I also been a fan of his. I like them. I don't know if you ever saw the, the Kawhi Leonard's. Those are pretty cool. Um, yeah, I wanted a pair of those. I'm just waiting on the Jokic or the Jokers, man. When are they coming out? <sighs> I don't know Could if he's going to get a signature shoe. Bro, have you not seen his shoes, though, that he wears? The 15 with the fucking Joker hat on yeah. it? On the I tongue? like his shoes. Those are cool. And I think he, he wears... All they are uh, is big men's. They're GT cut high tops. Oh, okay. Um, they're just like a... They're a performance basketball shoe that Nike makes. And I think... 
some people wear them. It's more of like the big man, obviously. I like his shoes, obviously. You got to be a yeah. major center. They make low tops versions that are very popular right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, his shoes are sick. It's. Uh, but if he came out with shoes with that little no, symbol No, see, that's what I'm seeing. Like, have you. And they all have their. At least all the big names. Like, Jason Tatum wears the Air Jordan 34s. And but, he has his own little logo. But I think in terms of logos and potential, man, I love Jokic's. I love that 15 little jumper. Oh, it's hard That's to say. Cool. I mean, like, yeah. I like Kyrie Irving's little symbol, the K and the three behind it, or the two. The two, yeah. Um, those are cool. Um, and his shoes are always cool, too. What's really cool about his is now he's 11, right? And it still works. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's really like, a lot of thought goes into him. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I don't know. I would love to see Jokic uh, get some <laughs> shoes. But. I think uh, there's there's a lot of things where he's just so nonchalant and I think he just doesn't care for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely not one of those flash people, and I understand. Um, I did have a pair of couple pair of Mellows, too, growing up. Had two different pairs, like his first year pair that he came out, then a couple years in. Yeah. Um, and his shoes were okay, but the most comfortable and the coolest ones I've ever had were Kobe's. Kobe's. So I had Kobe's 8, and then I had Kobe... Tens, I think the new ones that I have, the gold ones, white ones, I never wear. Yeah, I believe those, those are Kobe tens. Yeah, those are the sickest ones. His eights, though, so comfy, man. They were purple, and they had gold swish, and they were just so slick. And those were my favorite pair that I had. Um, and they were definitely comfortable, more comfortable than the tens that I have now. But the tens, they just rub up on my Achilles. That's the only thing I don't like about them. Um, yeah, man. Cool shoe collection, though. Yeah, I'm, thank I'm gonna, you. Try and still. No, I'm just kidding. If you're ever selling any, because we're close to the same size. Yeah. Um, I might snag some off of you. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, we'll we'll talk about one more thing and then we'll wrap it up. So I didn't get to ask you. I wanted to ask you last week, but we have seen so many great documentaries. I was just watching the uh, Man in the Arena earlier. You know. Mm-hmm. With uh, Tom Brady, and then of course last year we had, or a couple years ago we had the Last Dance, which was a great, another great documentary. But the king of all documentaries is the Thirty for Thirties. They're the ones that have just been so great. They're, they've definitely been some of the best. So I want to know what your ideal Thirty for Thirty. Let's say you're a director and you get to choose. What is the story you're talking about? Uh, if it was, uh, if it was, you'd be telling me this maybe a year ago. As 08 Florida Gators <clears throat> with Tim Tebow, backup <laughs> quarterback. Legendary squad. <laughs> backup quarterback, uh, Cam Newton, uh, receivers, Aaron Hernandez, Riley Cooper, the Pouncey brothers, and just all the shit. They, oh, and not to forget, quarterback, or head coach, Urban Meyer. Oh, right. And just on their run to stardom and greatness and immortality and then just I guess like years later of like what the they end up being the Cam Newton being MVP um, all this shit he went through and oh god like Tim Tebow's kind of like up and down career Aaron Hernandez killing someone Pouncey <sighs> Brothers slinging bricks Bradley <laughs> Cooper being racist <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer epic fail in the NFL. Yeah, kicking his kicker. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with them? Catching him in a Cincinnati bar, kind of like thumbs up in a lady. <laughs> Dude, thumbs up in a lady. <laughs> Urban Meyer, man. Well, we'll start with him because he was fucking. That was something this year. Kicking like his kicker was Josh Lambeau. Yeah, it was like he kicked me and said, "Hey, dumbass, make your field goals." <laughs> yeah, 
Dude! Acting like he could inspire him. 2022, you can't do stuff like that, dude. Yeah. You, you like, can't even yell at anybody nowadays, but like him kicking his own kicker, it's... Like, Urban Meyer is something else. You lose a game, and then instead of flying home with your team, you're caught on video at a bar. Yeah. Straight up with your hand. Thumbing up. <laughs> Uh, I think that's the funniest yeah. thing I've ever heard about him. He was him. just trying to take off the edge, I guess. I guess, man. Jesus. Like, publicly like that, dude? You must have been, like, a couple beers deep, like, not trying to think of the game plan or how the game turned out. It is, like, <laughs> lovely wife defending him on Twitter. This young kid. Oh, I know. He's a hard-working man. Meanwhile, I'm home with two kids. Like, he's got to do what he got to do to help us, you know. Oh, my Wait. God. You Go got, oh, He lost his job. Look what happened. Yeah, there was just way too many off things with him. And then, like, I don't know if he was just not ready for the NFL, but which is a shame because he should have been. He's had yeah. a lot of college. He's a college legend. Maybe he's just a college coach, man, and he just wants to, to and some are, hang out with co-eds and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, he's had a pretty good college career. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, more famously with that, that Gators team who went to the championship. And, yeah, that's a good story, man. I like that idea. Because yeah. there's just uh, all the guys that you did mention, the, Mar- the the Pouncey brothers, those are two legendary type of linemen. And uh, one was probably better than the other. I don't know which one because I always get them confused. No, I guess they were both pretty damn good, huh? Yeah. No, I guess I couldn't really say Oh, my God. Them. I think Janoris Jenkins was on that team, too. I think so, too. God, yeah. dude. And then I think they found a dead body in his apartment, so it's like... What? Oh, my God. We need to make this now. What the hell, dude? I'm a director. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let me talk to ESPN. I don't know anybody from ESPN. That'd be awesome. If you're listening to ESPN or anybody that works for ESPN, get the story out. We got to make this, okay? Yeah, Riley Cooper, I remember a couple years ago, getting in trouble for being racist. Um... <laughs> yeah, and I think even one of the assistant coaches on the team being nabbed a few years later for like covering up like domestic violence or some like sexual allegations. Right, and there was like another lineman who left around the same time was also in trouble for being racist and like sending his teammates some. Oh, fucked up. are we talking about like the O lineman? Yeah, the O lineman. Oh god. Um, and he was like a bully for like the. On, he like, played the, Bills. the Dolphins and he played for the Bills. Ah, you know, maybe it's good we don't remember his name. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, see what happens when we become racist? Although we're still saying Riley Cooper's name. <laughs> yeah. But he was good that one year with the Eagles. Oh, so I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like all these people are tremendous talents. Like, even remember, like, the early Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. I don't want to say this, but Aaron Hernandez was a hell of a fucking tight end. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. Even, like, my... Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how fucking dreadful it was to play the Patriots in the early 2000s with Kronk. And Hernandez. Yeah. Oh, Tom Brady was in heaven, dude. <laughs> like, that was one position he never had earlier in his career was a tight end. Like, a legit, legendary tight end. And then those two dudes emerged, and he was just... Oh, oh, dude, 2011, when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the his kryptonite giants. <laughs> um, he, Dude, those were his top two targets, man. Yeah, well, my friend uh, went in middle school, and he buys Aaron Hernandez's jersey. But that is... Then gets arrested, right? And then they release a statement like, hey, you guys could, like, anyone will buy Aaron Hernandez's jersey in the past six months. Come trade it in. He did it. That is how, <laughs> that was how much of a tight end he was. Yeah, dude, he's like, I kept. mean, he's still pretty fucking, yeah, yeah, like, I can understand, you know, the whole situation. That's That could be, like, a big focal point of his 
of that documentary is you know because that's what people love for is like it becomes a documentary and start talking about true crime shit um and that that whole situation with him i mean there's a documentary about him on netflix i never watched it but um you can definitely talk about like yeah man that is crazy just just murder. and then of course the two quarterbacks cam newton legendary mvp <laughs> in 2015 looking like he was going to win the super bowl and then got broken by a defense a legendary defense and the man who was drafted right after him did so von miller and then of course tim tebow tim there's tebow. all these kind of bronco ties here um tim tebow who was not considered to be a quarterback who was not considered to be a guy who was going to get far in the nfl uh wasn't even ranked like top three quarterback in the draft and then the Broncos do something stupid and draft him. Yeah. Because we had Josh McDaniels who was trying to implode the team, you know, some, <laughs> some dark stuff. I will shit not there. lie. I mean, Tim Tebow is who got me into football. Okay. Watching um, that those years, especially just like, you know, um, I wasn't crazy about sports up until just watching him with all those Tebow times. God, I, I can't remember how many overtime wins we had. or even, right. even to have that many overtime games in a season was just crazy. But watching him pull out every single one with his own miracle and usually just with his legs right. was just exciting. Even having NCAA 07 was fun. Just have him on that Gator squad. Right, yeah. It just was It was crazy times to be a Broncos fan. And it just really like kind of warmed up the seat for Peyton Manning because he got everyone into football for a two-year straight. We even won, you know, had that Maha miracle against the right. Steelers. Ugh. And then just for next year for us to get Tom or Peyton Manning for four straight years, they just really like, he kind of just got everyone back into it for us. So I'll, I'll talk about Tim Tebow a little bit here. Um, obviously, you know, my dad was a head coach for 15 or well, 17 years. Um, so I always looked at football in a very analytical way, like this is the way you're supposed to play a position. So when the Broncos drafted him, I knew what kind of quarterback Tim Tebow was, and I was like, he's not going to play for us. Hmm. We have Kyle Orton, who is a quarterback. Yeah. And Orton was definitely a better quarterback than Tim Tebow. However, we had a terrible, terrible year in 2010, uh, which was Tebow's rookie year. And kind of off to a bad start, Kyle Orton gets hurt in 2011, and that's when we bring Tim Tebow in. We have no choice. And it was some of the most frustrating offensive football I've ever watched. When they weren't running it, I was holding my breath every time he took a pass. Dude, I don't know if you remember his windup, but it was the goofiest, like, awkward. Yeah. And he was a left-handed. He was a lefty, so it was different. And all the wide receivers had to get used to it mid-season. Had to get used to a different quarterback, different-handed quarterback throwing them the ball. So a lot of drop passes is what you would see. And it was a lot of frustration for three quarters. I don't know what the fuck happened in the fourth quarter, but suddenly you saw some of the most epic plays ever. Tim Tebow's off to the races. He breaks and tackles. Touchdown. Trying to close the lane. He's going to go to the outside. Pass the backfield. Touchdown, Darren Fells. And you're like, what is happening? Fourth quarter would go crazy. Then all of a sudden the defense. That was, okay, first of all, Tim Tebow had a great year. Uh, well, great fourth quarters yeah. later on in the year. Uh, I want to say he had a great year because his numbers doesn't, doesn't say so. The defense is what kept the Broncos in those games, man. They were such low-scoring games that the Broncos were able to do something other than like maybe the, the Patriots game, the Lions game, where we just got completely blown out of the water. And that was like peak Matthew Stafford, too, and Calvin Johnson. Both of them were killing it. So those couple years, man, uh, just what Tim Tebow was able to do, that was a uh, 
that was pretty good. And then the defense is basically what kept him in those games and helped him out. I remember DJ Williams winning him the, the Miami game, getting a fumble, and then giving uh, Matt Prater a chance to kick the game winner. So the defense definitely helped out in that one, man. So I definitely saw that. So um, I, I don't know how I would feel about um, – Tim Tebow overall after that because that Steelers game that was his best game when he threw over 300 yards three touchdowns and then had that game winner which was epic that was the most iconic memory 20 yard pass to Demarius Thomas yeah exactly um yeah man that that was uh epic so I, I really enjoyed that game in particular and that definitely put uh Demarius Thomas on the map as well he was definitely um that epic play it was electric the 80-yard touchdown, minds. man. People, that place was shaking like it never shook before, man. Um, yeah, that's a that would be a great idea for a 30 for 30. Um, I think the one I would want to do, it's more like tied into what I grew up with, would be the downfall of Mike Shanahan. Oh. And I would start it off in 98 after winning the Super Bowl and then everything that came afterwards. You know, going through losing Terrell Davis, one of the legendary running backs for his career because his knee was just never the same. And he tried coming back a couple times, couldn't do it. Then you start seeing those legendary players from those championship teams slowly, one by one, kind of drift away. And then talk about this new era, Jake Plummer era, and the build-up to that and everything that was looking so good. You bring in a great defense. You have legendary guys coming in. You had Al Wilson. You had um, Ian Gold. You had DJ Williams. You had Champ Bailey and John Lynch, great legendary big-time Pro Bowl names that were on that team. And then you had a up-and-coming superstar. You had Nick Ferguson, who was great, and then you brought in a superstar who was, well, a guy who was on his way to become a superstar, and that was Darren Williams. Darren Williams was, I don't know if you remember him, but one of the best safeties that we had had in a long time. And once he came in the league as a rookie, oh, dude, he was phenomenal. He was a great punt and kick returner. Um, then had a couple of big-time pick sixes, and uh, his career was cut short because he was murdered. After the 2006 season, they missed the playoffs, and they played the Niners, lost to them, and they had a win in order to get to the playoffs. So they lost. They went to A lot of the Broncos went to Kenyon Martin's uh, New Year's Eve party because it happened on New Year's Eve, and Brandon Marshall, who was on the team as well, got into a fight with a couple of gang members. I don't know if they were Crips or Bloods. It was one of the two. And he basically got, you know, shit started them for no reason. And they had to leave the club because shit was getting too intense. And while they're in their limousine on their way out, they get shot up. And Darren Williams is the one who takes the shots. And they were trying to kill Brandon Marshall. So you could talk about that whole situation and that investigation that happened afterwards. And all those this just that particular part in Mike Shanahan's career what he had to go through um and trying to like move on from that and that case didn't get solved until a couple years ago in like 2018 which is crazy um you know talk about that and then yeah Mike Shanahan's like last year you know he had a great running back in Tatum Bell Tatum Bell left and then eventually came back to play for Mike Shanahan his last year when he was losing running. I don't know if you remember that year, 2008. He had, like, five different running backs. He had, like, Cecil Young. He had Peyton Hillis. He had all these dudes that would play for a couple weeks, then they would get hurt, and then get hurt, and get hurt. And then he had to bring Tatum Bell out of... He was working out of Flatirons, man, selling cell phones, and he brought him out and played for his team. And then, yeah, I don't know. Just 
that last that 2005 would be the highlight of his career uh, post John Elway. And ever since then, man, I mean, he went. He had a couple years in in Washington. I think he had one one year in Washington where um, where he had RG three. Yeah, a couple of him. Yeah. Um, outside of that, man, I mean, that would be a, like an interesting story. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of history that people don't know, especially with Denver. And then, not to mention, he has his, like his own son that he passes legacy on too, which is a story in itself. Right. Yeah. And Kyle Shanahan's, uh, you know, he's starting his career starting to look up and up. Yeah, crazy. Starting rough there. We're going from championship of the Broncos just straight downhill right away. Murder investigation. Yeah. You got all these dudes who are getting in trouble, getting hurt, and then like their career is just never like like it just makes you wonder what would have happened if they would have won in 2005 yeah let's say they don't lose to the Steelers in the championship well they were here dude they were here the Steelers I don't know if you knew this they were the first team in NFL history to win a road game in all of the games in the playoffs so they they beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati they beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis they went to Denver for the AFC championship and beat Denver and then they went to uh, Super Bowl 40 and beat the Seahawks so I swear to God, if the Broncos would have played, they were no way where they lost to the Seahawks. Yeah. Do you know the Seahawks used to be in the AFC West? Yeah. And they were our little brother, too. So it would have been the same thing. But, yeah, probably could have avoided a couple of things, man. <laughs> it probably would have, like, changed the whole trajectory of the Denver yeah. Broncos and their, what would have happened. You know, a lot of people could have been still coaching. RG3's, like, demise for... Uh, give that to Shanahan so right. who knows maybe he never coaches never coaches in Washington for sure exactly probably retires here probably retires here probably mm-hmm. the winning as head coach and like passes it down to his son yeah that would be cool I'd be okay Kyle with Shanahan that actually right man just Kyle. look what Kyle's doing now oh, man. He, his team's competitive each well yeah. except for maybe two years for the most part for the most part yeah he knows um, what he's doing yeah absolutely so it's been great. Um, yeah, that would be my idea for three. I definitely like the 08 Gators, though. I think that needs to be a story for sure. Um, I just, I've just always been infatuated by that 2005 season because that was the first year I really got into football was that year and watching Champ Bailey. That was the most iconic memory I have is Champ Bailey picking off Tom Brady in the playoff game to stop him from going to a three-peat. Oh, yeah. And Champ Bailey almost getting in the end. It's almost like that play defines that whole season and, yeah. and that whole legacy is just like him getting so close to the end zone and then getting, getting knocked out at the one-yard one line. Oh. But, uh, yeah, they ended up winning that game and then playing the Steelers, who I was definitely overlooking. I'm pretty sure everybody else was overlooking them and they were looking at the Super Bowl, and that's what eventually got them the loss. So, yeah, it was it was a great great year man um but yeah it was just disappointing how that all turned out so yeah no that's what i had for uh, 30 for 30 it's our show man i appreciate you being here again yeah no problem awesome, uh, awesome. yeah um we will probably i come back on tuesday of next no wednesday no tuesday no um yeah i don't know i don't think we'll we'll do a show next week I think I'll be out of town. Maybe on the 27th, we can probably try and work one in there. Oh, during yeah. The day. Um, post-wedding. Yeah, post-wedding. Or pre-wedding. So, yeah. Pre-wedding. Pre-wedding ceremony. Yeah, to you all. yeah, there you go. Um, and then, most likely after that, you know, we'll try and do one every week. Um, football season. I can't wait for that, man. That's going to be awesome to have you yeah. come in and do, do those shows. But um, I loved hearing the previous year 
uh, when I was listening to these episodes with Louie and them and just love maybe taking our takes on the games seeing who's going to win. Absolutely, um, yeah. No, we'll definitely have Louie on for, for those shows. Um, like I said, he's, he's hurt. He's not feeling the best. Um, yeah. So he, he just needs to uh, take some time and rest. But we'll get him, get all three of us on the show. And uh, once we get to football, man, that, that's when things are going to get exciting. And that's when I have a little more fun with, like, the whole audio situation and stuff like that. So, yeah. Super yeah. exciting times to come, guys. Absolutely, man. So you've been listening to Elevated Sports Podcast. Make sure you like and follow. Um, you can always subscribe. I'm basically available on anything, Apple Podcasts um, or Spotify. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Always stay elevated. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.